0: Hey Trailblazers, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is recorded live from the comfort of my living room. Even though I usually record these episodes at home, I just thought it was worth acknowledging that I am actually recording this on day one of Sydney's lockdown 2.0. We are officially in lockdown again and it is like the strangest feeling ever because at least for us over here in Sydney, We haven't had a lockdown since about a year ago, and it feels completely surreal and kind of eerie to be in this place again. I know that for a lot of my listeners overseas or in the United States, I know that reality would have been exactly this for the last, for the past year, really. Um, But for us here, this is foreign and it is strange as heck. And so I thought to record this episode. To acknowledge as well that everything that you are feeling and experiencing right now, I totally get you and I'm experiencing that in real time. So you are not alone. Now, today's episode is titled The Law of Enough. And it was inspired by a book that I'm currently listening to. It's called The Soul of Money. And I forgot who wrote it. I think it's by Lynn Twist. I could be wrong. Let me just check that right now. Fact check, you know, I literally have my laptop here. I'm just going to do it because why not? Yeah, perfect. I got that right. <laughs> um, the Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. Okay, this is an awesome book and I would definitely recommend if you are working through cleaning up your mind around money. Um, it has revolutionized the way I think about money and relate to money and you you guys just have to read it or listen to it To get what I mean. But this part of, um, there was a part in this book that she talks about, you know, the difference between sustainable and sufficiency and how that contrasts to scarcity and how so much of that, obviously, the book is about money and our relationship to money. And I just thought this is the perfect topic to talk about. I also wanted to give you all a heads up that this podcast was also inspired by my little repotting party that I had with my EA Gabby who came over and helped me repot a bunch of my plants. Um, So let me give you some context to help you understand why this episode is connected to that and why it even matters to your life to know about the law of enough and enoughness. Um, So over the last month, I basically... Actually, the last two months I bought these new pot plants and they range from tiny little pot popca- plants to like huge towering ones that, um, yeah, that look incredible in my house. And I was having this issue of fruit flies coming in and just literally invading my house i would be on zoom calls and my clients all know this and i'd have like fruit flies like just coming in and like trying to disturb my peace um and i noticed that they were flocking to my plants especially the bigger ones and because i don't really have a green thumb well, i don't think i do yet um i would be like okay what is going on and i noticed that like there were so many of these fruit flies that were just accumulating and they were being attracted to water sources. I even like Goog- did Dr. Google and like did Dr. Google, that sounds horrible. I, <laughs> I asked Dr. Google and I was like, how do I get rid of fruit flies? And I found these methods that didn't work for me clearly um, of like, you know, putting a cup of apple cider vinegar and baking Um, What's it called? Not baking powder. Um, Dishwashing liquid in a cup and then creating a cone so that they would go in. Another Google um, forum said something about like putting out a piece of fruit and waiting for the fruit flies to be attracted to that and then trapping them and then sending them out. Like there were all these home remedies that I was trying that just wasn't working and I was getting extremely frustrated. And then just last week, I noticed that there was mold growing on the soil of my plant. So I, again, consulted Dr. Google and I found out that this mold was actually normal most of the time, that it's harmless, but it is, um, it is good to tend to it soon because there could be a possibility that the mold could be rotting or affecting the plant itself. Now, here's the thing. On the surface, my plants were extremely healthy, like they were thriving, they were budding new leaves. Well, at least the bigger ones were. And on the surface, I could not, I would not have been able to tell if these plants needed, you know, repotting or they needed some more tender love and care had these, um, had these other symptoms started to show. And when i went to repot these plants well when i decided to repot these plants i asked for the help of um my ea and she came over and we repotted and it was like literally half a day's work um, because these plants are quite big um i had some smaller ones as well and those ones unfortunately were being completely like they were dying i had there were leaves that were yellowing they were falling off they were drying out so there was definitely an issue here and um i thought to share this As a context piece with you all, because this is what inspired me to share about the law of enoughness. Because I noticed that we are very much like these plants, we will continue on the surface to go about the things that we would you know, normally not even think twice about. We would go to work, we would make these purchases, we would think certain thoughts and we just live our lives, you know, A to Z going through the same motions without really stopping to think about what's happening underneath the surface. And then we start to attract things that we do not want. We start to repel things that we do want. Um, We stop knowing how to take care of ourselves because even though we think we're taking care of ourselves, that's actually not tending to the root cause. Okay, you guys like that pun? I'm not very good at puns, but that was an unintentional one and I want to take credit for it. (laughs) Okay, all right. So here's the thing. When Gabby and I repotted my plants, I was so insanely fascinated. I learned so much in that half day um, tending to these plants and repotting them, giving them new homes and like seeing what was underneath the surface. Oh, I learned so much that I just had to do a podcast episode on it and tie it into us as people and our businesses. (laughs) So are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to be schooled by nature, schooled by these plants of mine? I love them by the way they're sitting outside behind me in the balcony getting some sun drying out their very waterlogged soil and getting the TLC that they need from the source itself but i want to share with you guys three lessons from nature about the law of enoughness and how that's going to apply to your life and how it's quite literally going to change everything for you and i mean it right so Here's the first thing, right? The first lesson. Nature teaches us in the law of enoughness that we always, always will have exactly what we need. We always have exactly what we need in the right quantity, in the right amount, in the right season, in the right timing. We always have more than enough. See the law of enoughness in nature shows us that everything comes and goes in its right time it shows us that plants right they when you put them in soil or when you plant them in a forest as a seed they will derive from the ground or wherever they are planted the nutrients that they need and they will grow according to the time that they are designed to grow. Any faster or any slower is not a part of their design. And it's unique for each and every seed. See, I, I see this when, um, let's say, the not enoughness or the scarcity mindset. When that comes up for, for us, and it does for a lot of my clients, the not enoughness and the scarcity in our minds, often causes us to hold tightly to things that actually aren't serving us. We hold tightly to habits and mindsets that don't actually serve us and serve the mission that we're trying to accomplish. We kind of self-sabotage, right? We say we want abundance. We say, let's for example, we say that we want abundant rest and we want to have good sleep. but. What we actually do is we obsessively work and we never take breaks and we eat into the time that we should be sleeping and we work through that instead. We have our laptops on our beds. We obsessively work and don't take breaks thinking that we'll lose money or clients if we rest. Not enoughness and scarcity causes us to fear losing clients, and therefore we are constantly checking on them and panicking if they're not talking to us all the time, thinking that they're not getting the best and they're not satisfied and that they're going to be disappointed, that they're going to walk away. We think, and we we obviously, when you think it enough, we believe it. It becomes a reality. We believe, we start to believe that the truth is that perhaps this is how it will always be? Notice how much undoing that is doing. <laughs> I don't know if that sentence made sense. How much undoing that is doing to all the beliefs you're trying to to speak into yourself? Because I see you. I see you. You know, writing down those motivational quotes, creating your vision boards, trying to manifest, like doing all the work on the surface that you think needs to be done but not actually dealing with the root cause and the root cause my friend is in your mindset it's what's your it's what your thoughts are occupied with that's the first lesson that i learned from my baby plants my baby and my big plants right it's so funny we even named my plants um i had like i don't even know the names of these actual plant species but i have like Oh, I know one of them—the rubber plant. I had one huge one that when we um, when we removed it from its original pot and we loosened up the soil, we broke it up, and we realized that actually there were three of these um, plants in there, potted into one. And it was time that they that if I wanted this main, like the bigger um, plant, to grow, it needed its own pot. It needed to grow in its own pot, or I could replant all three of them in a and a way bigger pot but what we decided to do was to separate them we called them destiny's child (laughs) and there was one that was like really tangled up in the roots and we decided to call her michelle um side note (laughs) not relevant but i just thought that'd be funny to say um clearly we had a, a blast repotting these plants um but i love what my plant babies have taught me because it's really highlighting our nature as humans to do the exact opposite of what we say we want to do. And it highlights just how important it is to work on our minds and decluttering our thoughts. Not enoughness is probably the thing that is driving you to do half of the stuff that you're doing that you don't want to be doing, okay? Second thing, bouncing off of that, the second thing I learned from my plant babies is the goal is not to accumulate in this life. Rather, it is to grow. The goal is not to accumulate things, medallions, status, income, finance, wealth. The goal is not to accumulate. In fact, it is to grow. The accumulation of stuff, of things, of wisdom, of experience is a byproduct of desiring growth. Notice that when, wherever there is greed or the desire to accumulate and acquire more, notice that where that exists is usually a place of scarcity. It's usually rooted in the mindset that I am not enough, I don't have enough, and I will always not have enough and therefore i need to accumulate i need to acquire as much as i can the pandemic brought this out like australia was the laughing stock of the world for like a good 6 months last year and it's like wave 2.0 of it happening again when lockdown just got announced yesterday because australians for some reason decided that toilet paper was like was the most important thing that they needed in their pantries right? We decided that without it, we we are not going to survive. And so what it brought out of us was this greed or this desire to acquire more. And it's funny because, because we are social beings, we will quite literally mirror or match the actions of everyone around us. And so you see someone on the news like fighting for toilet paper and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I need to go get toilet paper. Like, you, you see your your parents or your neighbors panic buying. And so you're like, oh, maybe maybe I should stock up too, just in case, like, you know, there there's not enough, just in case, just in case. And we try to like justify this panic buying in this pandemic because everybody else is doing it. And if everybody else is doing it, then we'll, we'll not fit in, right? Or we'll miss out. All of this is rooted in lack of abundance, a lack of trust and confidence that we always have exactly what we need and that all we need to be focusing on is growing. Now, it sounds like a little bit of a, you know, a weird or airy-fairy concept to be talking about growth in comparison to accumulating because they sound like two different things. Accumulating is about things and materials and growing is, you know, for a lot of people, it's this like very airy-fairy term but growth right desiring real growth is not airy fairy intangible it's so incredibly incredibly tangible and what i mean by that is when you are desiring growth you are not necessarily desiring things or becoming occupied in the tangible you know material possessions of your world and your life and your status and your image you're getting occupied with the process the process of transformation and the process of transformation as many would you of you would know is uncomfortable it's change it's that that testing and stretching and and identity shaping but desiring this is actually the best thing you could want because in for example this lockdown if you were to desire growth it would mean trusting that like buying one pack of toilet paper as you normally would in your grocery list every few weeks is enough, that it's normal. And in the case that there is a shortage of toilet paper, it's also trusting that you are resourceful enough to figure out how to get the next pack. Even if the shelves were empty, I guarantee you, if you tested yourself enough, you will find a way And it will be in a way that remains in integrity with your values. See, values go out the window when we are in that selfish, greedy state. And you know what? We actually feel that value shift when we do things that don't align with our character or with our personal ethics. And an example of that is yesterday... Actually, before the announcement was even made, before like I'm pretty sure the first half of the day when Gabby and I spoke, we said that we were going to go to Woolworths to quickly do a quick grocery run for her, and then I drop her home, and that was the plan. And so when we finished repotting our plants by around like two, maybe two thirty in the afternoon, the announcement had come out that Sydney was going to go down in lockdown by six p.m. and you know what? Grocery stores were going to remain open. They weren't gonna shut. But for some reason, as soon as we hit the highway, the road was jammed because everybody was trying to get to the grocery stores. And I don't know why. <laughs> right? But we, but quite literally, like, I had never actually been in a situation like this where I was in the midst of the panic and, you know, the panic buying because last lockdown, I was still working my disability job and I was able to do my groceries alongside doing my clients' groceries and my disability job allowed me like a free pass basically to um, to do groceries during that quiet time of the day that they've blocked out only for people who are... Um, who are supporting disability clients or who are elderly. So I had the privilege, oh my goodness, I can't talk. I've had the privilege of being able to do groceries in that space. And also during the lockdown, anytime that I was doing groceries, um, I was probably doing them in the evening, sorry, in the early morning versus the evening uh, during the weekdays where it was a lot quieter. So it was, it was just a strange feeling to be... In this situation where like the panic you could just sense it in the air and there was so much tension in the air because like people were like shoving and pushing like it wasn't like um, you know savagery but it was like you could tell you were just trying to pass someone's trolley in the aisle the really squishy tight aisle of the grocery store and they would give you these dirties or they would like shove you and it was just like hang on guys guys chill but that's what, you know, that's what it brought out in us, this panic, this fear that there's not gonna be enough for everybody. See, another another observation that Lynn Twist makes in her book was that the earth does not get bigger, it just becomes better. Plants and creatures are designed to function and to grow in a way that's going to be just enough. You know like they grow to the size that they are they're they're designed to be. At optimal or at peak and then they stop growing plants in the same way they grow and then they, they create new things like everything is designed the way that it should be and and we need to learn to trust our natural instinct to stop or to you know to pause to breathe to sleep to rest <laughs> to eat like we need to be able to practice trusting that and that's why i really love that word trust you know because in a season like this we think that everything relies on the stability of society and the stability of the economy but actually it relies on us it relies on our ability to stay resilient and our ability to like see that we are enough and that we can figure things out and that we will survive but so many of us have been conditioned or have not even practiced trusting ourselves and our own agency to figure things out and to be okay because we've just been living so mindlessly for our whole lives right the it's funny because these 2 weeks it's like a round 2 and you can see this as another like horrible thing that's happened in the, in the case of, you know, since COVID-19 started, or you can go into it with the belief that last season taught you everything you needed to know. In fact, you are graced to be able to take another two weeks off and to actually be forced to think and evaluate and to really see where your trust is. And it's funny because it's like for us here in Sydney, it's been a year out, a year out from the OG lockdown and for a lot of us that was like the worst time of our lives but also for some of us it was the best time of our lives because we got stuff figured out for the people who struggled last pandemic guys this doesn't have to be struggle 2.0 this can be your redemption (laughs) to make it all dramatic and stuff right so the opposite of scarcity is sufficiency it's the condition or quality of being adequate of knowing knowing that you are enough and that you have enough. Sufficiency is being able to thrive no matter what because sufficiency is deep-seated. It is internal. It comes from a place of core peace and is rooted in your personal belief and values. And more often than not, if you have a sense of direction or anchoring in your life, whether it's a faith practice or a spiritual practice or a mantra, whatever it is that grounds you, more often than not, these people will be the ones who in the face of crazy trials are able to stay extremely calm. When we do not feel adequate enough or when we think someone else or something else will give us the adequacy that we're looking for or searching for, what happens is scarcity. Sufficiency happens when we can give ourselves that sense of adequacy, when we can affirm our own worth, identity, and capacity to be okay. All right? So the third thing, so just to go over that, the lessons that I've learned from nature, number one, we always have exactly what we need number two the goal in this life is not to accumulate rather to grow actually just to quickly add to that one i want to quote tony robbins it's not the exact quote so just a heads up but to quote him he talks about how growth is all about giving and humans are designed to grow so that we can give because when we grow we will quite naturally be giving. Just like a seed, when a seed is planted and then it grows, it will give eventually because it will produce something, whether it's another seed that will create another plant or it will uh, produce fruit for people to eat or animals to eat. Like Growth produces giving, whether or not you intend it to be. But when humans grow but we don't give, we basically self-sabotage. We start to rot from the inside and we start to do all the things that I just talked about get prideful, get greedy, get selfish. And it creates external gratification and, you know, sense of adequacy and fulfillment, but it creates internal drought and scarcity. All right, the last, the third thing that I want to share with you that my plants have taught me is that we are much more resilient than we think. Much more resilient than we think. I want to honor and quite literally give a hug to my plants because they have survived a horrible last two months since they moved in with me to my house. Because when I purchased these plants, I had no idea how to take care of them. I thought I was taking care of them by following the instructions of the lady I bought them from. And she said, water them whenever the soil on the top is dry and um, just double check their leaves and wipe them down. Like... Little things like that, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally taking care of these plants. But then little did I know, like they were rotting from underneath, that their soil was waterlogged and that their roots were getting intertwined and they were getting too big for their pots, right? There were things growing underneath that soil that I had no idea. Like there was this one huge, there's a huge, like quite literally huge rubber plant that I have. It towers way taller than me, almost twice my height that I have and it was so heavy to carry I had my partner help me bring it into my my apartment and I remember thinking surely this plant is not this heavy I do not know what is in this plant and as we were digging it literally took us almost an hour to repot this plant because as we were digging and like declumping the soil that's clearly not the right word for it but that's the word I'm going to use because I know nothing about having a green thumb um but right we were like removing this the the cloggy and like moist and really wet soggy soil um and moldy soil mind you as well for some of them um as we were doing that i i realized that there were like things inside of this pot as well there were like bricks and like um rods and whatnot to help the plant to help the plant to be stable and to create a little bit more stability in the roots and I didn't know that that was all under there like whether or not it was helping the plant like is up for debate like I I think it was helping it grow I don't know um people with green thumbs please message me clearly I need help but um, the plant was like, it was stable. It was upright, but like, I just had no idea what was under there. And some of the things were actually harmful. Like the previous owner of this rubber plant or whoever grew it, um, they they attached a wire, a metal wire to it. And it was beginning to rust and it was affecting the quality of the wood. Right. So there were so many things that I just didn't know what was happening underneath. But when I actually, um, when I actually like took care of this plant and I repotted it, at least I knew what was underneath there and, and I, I took the time to examine the roots i took the time to examine why certain things were happening in this plant and i could see it with my own eyes and actually deal with that cause and why this is so important in this point of we are much more resilient than we think is because so many of us think that if we if we like stop working or if we actually pause to think, if we actually, you know, consider even investing in something that's going to get us closer, one step closer to our dream jobs, if we think or even give the time and energy to the stuff that actually matters in life and we stop operating out of scarcity and the pattern that we've always operated in, we think that things are going to fall apart. But my plants taught me that you can survive months even when you're struggling under the surface. You can survive months. You are so capable of continuing to figure it out. My plants roots, even when they have nowhere to grow, they quite literally were growing outside of their pot. Like I had a plant that was like, I didn't even know there were two pots that it was sitting in. So it was sitting in its original one and then someone had placed a secondary pot underneath it because when you removed that, those two pots and you could see the, the plant in its original pot, underneath the roots were actually go- growing out and wrapping around that pot. Like the plant was way too big for its pot clearly and its roots had nowhere to go, but it was still alive. It was still figuring it out, still figuring out a way to thrive. Even my, my little waterlogged plants, like it, there are so many things that I observed in these plants that just humbled me. It reminded me of my earlier days when I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't know how the heck I was going to make money. I didn't know whether I would even have a client. I didn't even know how I would get my next meal some weeks because I would spend it and I remember being in youth ministry like giving my money to petrol to make sure I could pick up my bible study girls and like driving hours at a time each way in the night you know when it's like past midnight and like you know after youth and and youth has gone over time like and we've done our mackers runs we've done our social hangs and I'm just dead exhausted I gave everything and trusted that I would be taken care of and in that season as much as I felt like I was struggling. I was actually thriving because instinctively I knew how to survive. And you know what that taught me? It taught me now that if I were to only like make like $10 a week, I would somehow figure it out because I've done it before. That's the beauty of growth. We get to give that wisdom back to ourselves in another season. We get to even give that to somebody else when we mentor them or when we guide them through their season of fear. I put my plants through a lot of pain and what they needed was a lot of love and TLC. And yet they are all sitting outside beautifully and radiantly. Quite literally, they look amazing. Just refreshing. And they have all survived. They all have their beautiful little pots. Some of them have been separated, but their roots are healthy, their soil is healthy, and they're ready. So I want to wrap up this episode with an invitation to trust, an invitation to understand and live by the law of enough. The areas of your life, just like my plants, will start to show it will start to decay the leaves will start to get brown the soil will get dry or you'll attract fruit flies you'll attract things you don't want the areas of your life that need tending to will indicate what needs tending to and when you don't need to do them in advance you don't need to try and prevent everything from possibly failing and falling apart Because for the rest of your life, you'll be putting out non-existent fires before they even happen. And we don't want that. We want you to enjoy your life. We want you to enjoy your business. We want you to enjoy the abundance of what you've already created before moving the goalpost forward again and again and again. And never really getting to celebrate the fact that, hey, you have clients now. And at some point in time, years ago, you didn't even have a single client. You didn't even have a business right? So I know this pandemic is hard. I know that this season is testing, but I invite you to trust and to learn to listen to your instinct, to your design. You are capable of making this happen. You are resilient and you are enough. Go well, my friends. I'll catch you in the next episode.